Hallelujah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everybody to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, Justin, Sister Makama, for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayers. Right away, we are going to be praying for the nation. I'll start by reading out the scriptures. Psalm 68, verse 30, we give the beast among the weak, the head of bulls among the calves of the nation. Humble, may the beast bring bars of silver. Scatter the nations to delight in war. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. So you must continue to be strong in your spirits, my Christian friends that I love. Not let anything move you away from your faith. Continue to work hard as you serve the Lord. You know that whatever you do for him will not be useless. Hallelujah. We will affirm that every demon-influenced company, forum, and organization such as the World Economic Forum that are running the agenda of the Antichrist to use artificial intelligence as a replacement for ministers and nullified in the name of Jesus, we will declare that the call for AI to rewrite the Bible and to create religions with AI as the preacher has failed totally and completely. We are also going to affirm that the Church of Jesus Christ worships, adores, and praises God in spirit and in truth. Affirm that Christians all over the world are steadfast, present in spirit, and abound in good work in their service of Christ in these last days. Pray fervently in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Esteem family kindly unmute your mic and proceed heavenly. Hallelujah. Thank <laughs> you. 
Ba 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, Lord, even as we have declared that call for AI to rewrite the Bible and to create religion, that call has failed totally. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their works are futile. In the name of Jesus, every demon-influenced company or organization that is set out against the church of Christ, Mariko Sakabaya, Lord, we cut off their influence. In the name of Jesus, we cut off their supply. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mariko Sakaba, they have lost their influence. They have lost their voice, Mashakabaya. Their counsel is turned to foolishness. Yes, Lord, you have said that nothing can prevail against your church in the name of the lord jesus thank you lord for the victory that we have in your name yes lord we thank you because of the confidence that we have that whenever we pray you hear us lord we know that we have been answered in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen hallelujah glory to god hallelujah Hallelujah. Thank you so much, dear highly esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayers. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. And thank you, esteemed prayer team, for your sacrifice and your labor of love. God bless you all. And right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next section. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. So you reign forever. Your throne lives forever. King for all ages, you're enthroned forever. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, 
Only God, you are great. Only God, only God, you are great. Only God, only God, you are great. As a sacrifice, I praise to you, we offer merciful and gracious, great God Almighty, as a sweet incense, let our praises be unto you, holy God, you are great, holy God. Holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Glory you reign forever. Your throne lives forever, King for all ages. Your throne, you're enthroned forever. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God. Holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. As a sacrifice, a praise to you, we offer merciful and gracious. Great God Almighty, as a sweet incense, let our praises be. As a sweet incense, oh, let our praise be unto you, holy God, you are great, holy God. Holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. As a sacrifice, our praises we have merciful and gracious, great God Almighty, as a sweet incense, let our praises be unto you, holy God, you are great, holy God. Holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, 
Holy God, you are great. Lord, you reign forever. Your throne lives forever. King for all ages. You're unthroned forever. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God. Holy God, you are great. As a sacrifice, I praise to you, Yahweh. Merciful and gracious, great God Almighty. As a sweet hand, let our praise be. Unto you, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God, you are great. Holy God, holy God. You are great, holy God, holy God, you are great, holy God, holy God, you are great, holy God, holy God, you are great, holy God. Holy God, you are great. Lord, you reign forever. Your throne lives forever. King for all ages. You're on throne forever. Holy God, holy God, you are great. 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 As a sacrifice. I praise to you, Yahweh, merciful and gracious, great God Almighty, as a sweet incense, let our praises be unto you, holy God, you are great, holy God, holy God. You are great, holy God, holy God, you are great, holy God, holy God, 
You are great. Holy God, Holy God, you are great. Holy God, Holy God, you are great. Lord, you reign forever. Your throne lives forever. King for all ages, you're on throne forever. Lord, you reign forever. Your throne lives forever. King for all ages, you're on throne forever. Holy God, holy God, you are great. 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 As a sacrifice, I praise to you, Jehovah, merciful and gracious, great God Almighty, as a sweet incense, let our praises be unto you, holy God, you are great. Holy God, you are great. Makosata, Makosata. Holy God, you are great. You are great, O oh God. Forever you are God, O oh God. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Abba Father. We give you all the praise, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from at this moment. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, dear esteemed sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity to stand in for you and take the Rhapsody of Reality segment. My special thanks to dear esteemed brother Bruno for that time of intercessory prayer. And thank you, dear esteemed sister Glennis, for the worship. I want to thank especially dear esteemed sister Francisca for standing in for me yesterday. God bless you, Ma. It was an awesome time in God's presence. Wow. Um, before we get into today's devotion with this astonishing title. I just want to remind us that um, the special prayers for nations of the world 
is starting today. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then um, if you have not um, seen your name or your group, the team where you belong, you may need to go to the Prayer for Nigeria um, Telegram platform. I, I hope I'm being heard. Can I get a feedback? Is anybody hearing me? Okay. So you, you may you may need to get to that um, 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 Telegram platform. On that platform, you would um, you would see your team. That's the team you belong, and um, the time of your the time slot for your prayer. So um, if your name is not there and you would like to be part of the prayer, you would like to be fixed in a team to pray with them. And um, I think um, you can you can reach out to esteemed sister peace or myself or any of the prayer team or you can just join the, you can just go to the Telegram platform and drop a message and then um, ask to be included in a team. The prayer time goes from 10 a.m. to 12.15 GMT plus one. And each prayer team has a 15 minute slot to pray. And we are starting today, today. Glory to God. Okay, having said that, esteemed family, we are just going to get straight into today's devotional. Today is Thursday, the 15th of June, 2023. Glory to God. And the title of today's devotion is Banish Anger. <laughs> I want to laugh. <laughs> hey, Banish Anger. <laughs> The Bible verse from today, the it's um from our Bible reading from today is taken from Proverbs 22, verse 24. And the Bible says, make no friendship with an angry man. <laughs> oh Father Lord God. <laughs> make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. Hey. <laughs> it's not need that said it <laughs> make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shall not go pastor says there are many things that could deface one's beauty in the spirit one of them is anger our opening verse says, don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hot heads. That's the message translation of that scripture. In other words, avoid them. In other words, avoid angry people. When God tells you to avoid something or someone, you better take it seriously. Kai. You might say, I only get angry once in a while. <laughs> no. Anger is a quick destroyer. Avoid it. <laughs> Don't even try to tame it. 
banish it. If you've been termed or described as someone who is hot-headed and quick to anger, get before the Lord in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to help you deal with anger. Then give yourself to the word in meditation. Don't try to suppress anger, child of God. Get rid of it. You may say to me, Pastor Chris, I've always had anger in me since I was much younger. And by following God all through the years, I've been able to suppress my anger with the word. That's wonderful. But God doesn't want you at that level. It's not a matter of suppressing the anger with the word. It is a matter of not even allowing any space, allowing anger, any space in your life. Try. Let's take that again. It is not a matter of suppressing the anger with the word. It is a matter of not even allowing anger any space in your life. Did somebody see that? Anger should not have a space in our lives. It's not just about suppressing it. It's about cutting it out. Cutting it out completely. Not giving it any room in our life. Harboring anger has resulted in some deadly ailments and unexplainable challenges in the health of many people. Kai, Kai, should we enter here? Will we enter? We must enter, but let's finish first. But I tell you, if they issue anger, if they issue anger, they will be healthy. The Bible says, anger dwells in the bosom of fools. Ecclesiastic <laughs> 7 verse 9. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is the only scripture that my son knows. <laughs> Anytime you're angry with him, you come and tell him, mommy, forgive me. You know that the Bible says, anger dwells in the bosom of fools. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, many times I want to spank that child. <laughs> Let's go. And in Psalm 107 verse 17, who does the Bible say are afflicted? Fools, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. The scriptures are replete with verses that admonishes us against anger. In Psalm 37, verse 8, CEV, the Bible says, Don't be angry or furious. Anger can lead to sin. Paul in Ephesians 4, verse 31, Amplified Classics, warns, 
Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity be banished from you. In Colossians 3 verse 8, he also tells us, but now ye also, ye also put off all this anger, wrath, kai, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Kai. 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 Banish anger from your life. Banish anger from your life. Remember that place I said that we must enter. There are physical effects of anger. Number one, eh? anger triggers the body's fight or flight response. When you're angry, your body is triggered into the fight or flight response. And a number of emotions are triggered in response to anger. One of them is fear. The second one is anxiety. Your adrenal gland flood your body with stress hormone, such as adrenaline and cortisol. When you're angry, your body releases a lot of stress hormones. Your brain shunts blood away from your gut towards your muscles in preparation for physical exertion. That is what happens with anger. Your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiration, your body temperature, all of them skyrockets. And many people experience instantaneous, uh, um, um, what do you call it, heat your skin will start to perspire. There are numerous health problems that come with anger. Many angry people, or even not just angry people, because when we talk about angry people, we talk about, we, we are talking about people who get angry all the time. And I don't believe that those people are believers because if you plant yourself in the world, you don't have any problem with such demonic oppression. But I'm talking about those of us that you find that from time to time, you enter that place. Anger will give you headache. Anger will give you abdominal problem. You will have metabolism problems. You have digestion problems because of anger. Anger can give you insomnia. Somebody will offend you. The person will go to sleep and be snoring. You, because of anger, you will not sleep. Because you don't understand how to let go. Because the love of God does not constrain you. Neither is you shed abroad in your spirit. You will not sleep. You will stay and be boiling and be fuming and be boiling. The person that is causing it is busy sleeping, snoring, dreaming. 
Who is the fool? Anger can give you increased anxiety. Anger can give you increased depression. I don't want to enter into high blood pressure. Do you know that your blood vessels can just get inflamed because of anger? Do you know that anger can give you eczema? Where are the dermatologists in this house? Come and help me. Anger, anger, you see anger can give you eczema. So if you're, having an, if you're having eczema in your body, I know that there are quite a number of factors that can lead to eczema, but anger is also one of those factors to be considered. Anger can give you quite a number of skin problems. A number of skin problems. You can start having breakouts, unexplainable breakouts because of your anger. Anger that you're not dealing well with. Anger can give you heart attack. Anger can give you heart attack. Anger, anger can cause stroke. Stroke, you see stroke. Anger can cause stroke. Anger can lead to death. Because you want to prove a point, you want to express yourself. Don't let the devil deceive you. What are you expressing yourself for? What are you express that expression of self in anger? Who has he helped? How has he helped you? If all the time you've been alive and you've been expressing yourself, it makes any difference. Do you think we'll be here at this point and you're still trying to express yourself? Preserve your life, protect your life, protect your body, protect your health, protect your mind, protect your spirit. Banish anger from your life. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's Rhapsody of Reality segment. And it's, a, it's always a privilege to stand in for you, dear esteemed Sister Makama. God bless you for the many, many opportunities you bring my way. And right now, I'll hand over to their esteemed body manual who will take and who will take the further studies while we wait for esteemed Pastor Inema. Over to you, sir. Glory to God. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kel, for. <laughs> An amazing Rhapsody exhortation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Everyone, depending on where you're connected from. Right away, we are, we'll be getting into the further studies and Bible studies of our devotion this morning. We'll start with the further study. Psalm 37, verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Proverbs 14, 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalted fully. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. 
Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Ephesians 4.31 Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Glory to God. And right away we'll be taking our prayer. Dear Father, I eschew and purge from my heart all elements of anger, bitterness, rage, or fury. Anger has no place in me. I delight myself in your word and in doing your will always. The word is in my heart, causing me to walk in righteousness and fulfill my destiny in you. I live by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. On our hand over to the esteemed Pastor Nino. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and I'll start. Um, we are in the book of Acts, chapter 5, from 12. Praise the Lord. Caption. They all met regularly. Through the work of the apostles, many God's signs were set up among the people. Many wonderful things done. They all met regularly and in remarkable harmony on the temple porch named after Solomon. But even though people admired them a lot, outsiders were worried about joining them. On the other hand, those who put their trust in the master were added right and left, men and women both. They even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on stretchers and bedrolls, hoping they would be touched by Peter's shadow. When he walked by, they came from the villages surrounding Jerusalem, tongues of them bringing the sick and bedeviled, and they were all healed. Caption, to obey God rather than men. Provoked mightily by all this, the chief priests and those on his side, many the set of Sadducees, Sadducees sorry, went into action, arrested the apostles and put them in the town jail. But during the night, an angel of God opened the jailhouse door and led them out. He said, go to the temple and take your stand. Tell the people everything there is to say about this life. Promptly obedient, they entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. Meanwhile, the chief priest and, the cron and his cronies convened the high council, Israel's senate, and sent to the jail to have the and sent to the jail to have the prisoners brought in. When the police got there, they couldn't find them anywhere in the jail. They went back and reported, we found the jail locked tight as a drum and the guards posted at the doors. But when we went inside, we didn't find a soul. The chief of the temple police and, his, and the high priest were puzzled. What's going on here anyway? Just when someone showed up and said, just then, someone showed up and said, 
did you know that the man you put in jail and back in the temple teaching the people, the chief and his police went and got them, but they handed them gently, fearful that the people would riot and turn on them. Bringing them back, they stood, before, they stood them before the high council. The chief priest said, didn't we give you strict orders not to teach in Jesus' name? And here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you are trying your best to blame us for the death of this man. Peter and the apostles answered, it's necessary to obey God rather than men. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, the one you killed by hanging men on the cross. God set him on high at his side, prince and savior, to give Israel the gift of a changed life and sins forgiven. And we are witnesses to these things. The Holy Spirit whom God gives to those who obey him corroborates every detail. When they heard that, they were furious and wanted to kill them on the spot. When the council members stood up, a Pharisee by the name of Gamaliel, a teacher of God's law, who was honored by everyone. He ordered the men taken out of the room for a short time, then said, fellow Israelites, be careful what you do to this man. Not long ago, Judas made something of a splash, claiming to be somebody, and got about 400 men to join him. He was killed, his followers dispersed, and nothing came of it. A little later, at the same time, Sorry, a little later, at the time of the census, Judas the Galilean appeared and acquired a following. He was fizzled out and the people following him were scattered to the four winds. So I'm telling you, hands of this man, let them alone. If this program or this work is merely human, it will fall apart. But if it's of God, there's nothing you can do about it. And you better not be found fighting against God. That convinced them. They called the apostles back in. After giving, it, giving them a thorough whipping, they warned them not to speak in Jesus' name and sent them off. The apostles went out of the high council, overjoyed because they had been given the honor of being dishonored on account of the name. Every day, they were in the temple and homes, teaching and preaching Christ Jesus, not letting up for a minute. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading. And say a big thank you to Sim Stamaka for this opportunity. To have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. I love you. And yes, we love you too, esteemed Pastor Nine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening once again, everyone. And welcome to the Old Testament reading of our Bible studies today. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take the Old Testament reading. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Nda Pandula for sharing your screen and thank you, esteemed Brother John, for the opportunity to serve along with you. Today we'll be reading the book of 2 Chronicles chapters 23 to 25. 2 Chronicles 23. In the seventh year, the priest Jehoiada decided to make his move and worked out a strategy with certain influential officers in the army. He picked Azariah, son of Jeroham, Ishmael, son of Jehohanan, Azariah, son of Obed, Masiah, son of Adaiah, and Elishaphat, son of Zikri, as his associates. They dispersed throughout Judah and called in the Levites 
from all the towns of Judah, along with the heads of families. They met in Jerusalem. The gathering met in the temple of God. They made a covenant there in the temple. The priest Jehoiada showed them the young prince and addressed them. Here he is, the son of the king. He is going to rule just as God promised regarding the sons of David. Now this is what you must do. A third of you priests and Levites who come on duty on the Sabbath are to be posted as security guards at the gates. Another third will guard the palace and the other third will guard the foundation gates. All the people will gather in the courtyards of the temple of God. No one may enter the temple of God except the priests and designated Levites. They are permitted in because they've been consecrated, but all the people must do the work assigned them. The Levites are to form a ring around the young king. Weapons at the ready. Kill anyone who tries to break, break through your ranks. Your job is to stay with the king at all times and places, coming and going. All the Levites and officers obeyed the orders of Jehoiada the priest. Each took charge of his men, both those who came on duty on the Sabbath and those who went off duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest hadn't exempted any of them from duty. Then the priest armed the officers with spears and the large and small shields, originally belonging to King David, that were stored in the temple of God. Well armed, the guards took up their assigned positions for protecting the king from one end of the temple to the other, surrounding both altar and temple. Then the priest brought the prince into view, crowned him, handed him the scroll of God's covenant, and made him king. As Jehoiada and his sons anointed him, they shouted, Long live the king! Athaliah, hearing all the commotion, the people running around and praising the king, came to the temple to see what was going on. Astonished, she saw the young king standing at the entrance, flanked by the captains and heralds, with everybody beside themselves with joy. Trumpets, trumpets blaring, the choir and orchestra leading the praise. Athalia ripped her robes in dismay and shouted, Treason, treason. Jehoiada the priest ordered the military officers, drag her outside and kill anyone who tries to follow her. The priest had said, don't kill her inside the temple of God. So they dragged her out, of, out to the palace's horse corral and there they killed her. Jehoiada now made a covenant between himself and the king and the people. They were to be God's special people. The people poured into the temple of Baal and tore it down, smashing altar and images to smithereens. They killed Mathan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altar. Jehoiada turned the care of God's temple over to the priests and Levites, the way David had direct, directed originally. They were to offer the whole burnt offerings of God as set out in the revelation of Moses and with praise and song as directed by David.
He also assigned security guards at the gates of God's temple so that no one who was unprepared could enter. Then he got everyone together, officers, nobles, governors, and the people themselves, and escorted the king down from the temple of God through the upper gate and placed him on the royal throne. Everybody celebrated the event and the city was safe and undisturbed. Atalia had been killed, no more Atalia Pharaoh. King Joash. Joash was seven years old when he became king. He was king for 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Gazelle Zibia. She was from Beersheba. Taught and trained by Jehoiada the priest, Joash did what pleased God throughout Jehoiada's life. Lifetime, Jehoiada picked out two wives for him. He had a family of both sons and daughters. The time came when Joash determined to renovate the temple of God. He got the priests and Levites together and said, circulate through the towns of Judah every year and collect money from the people to repair the temple of your God. You are in charge of carrying this out. But the Levites dragged their feet and didn't do anything. Then the king called in Jehoiada, the priest, and said, Why haven't you made the Levites bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax Moses, servant of God, and the congregation set for the upkeep of the place of worship? You can see how bad things are. Wicked Queen Athalia and her sons let the temple of God go to ruin and and took all its sacred artifacts for use in Baal worship. Following the king's orders, they made a chest and placed it at the entrance of the at the entrance to the temple of God. Then they sent out a tax notice throughout Judah and Jerusalem, paid a tax that Moses, the servant of God, set when Israel was in the wilderness. The people and their leaders were glad to do it and cheerfully brought their money until the chest was full. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Whenever the Levites brought the chest in for a royal audit and found it to be full, the king's secretary and the official of the chief priest would empty the chest and put it back in its place. Day after day, they did this and collected a lot of money. The king and Jehoiada gave the money to the managers of the temple of the temple project. They in turn paid the masons and carpenters for the repair work on the temple of God. The construction workers kept at their jobs steadily until the restoration was complete. The house of God as good as new. When they had finished the work, they returned the surplus money to the king and Jehoiada who used the money for making sacred vessels for temple worship, vessels for, for the daily worship, for the whole bunch offerings, bowls and other gold and silver liturgical artifacts. Whole bunch offerings were made regularly in the temple of God throughout Jehoiada's lifetime. He died at a ripe old age, 130 years old. They buried him in the royal cemetery because he had 
such a distinguished life of service to Israel and God and God's temple. But after the death of Jehoiada, things fell apart. The leaders of Judah made a formal presentation to the king and he went along with them. Things went from bad to worse. They deserted the temple of God and took up the cult of, se of sex goddesses. An angry cloud hovered over Judah and Jerusalem because of this sin. God sent prophets to straighten them out, warning of judgment, but nobody paid attention. Then the spirit of God moved Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest, to speak up. God's word. Why have you deliberately walked away from God's commandment? You can't live this way. If you walk out on God, he'll walk out on you. But they walked out a plot against Zechariah, and with the complicity of the king, he actually gave the order. They murdered him, pelting him with rocks right in the court of the temple of God. That's the thanks King Joash showed the, lower, the loyal Jehoiada, the priest whom, who had made him king. He murdered Jehoiada's son. Zechariah's last words were, Look, God, make them pay for this. A year or so later, Aramean troops attacked Joash. They invaded jo Judah and Jerusalem, massacred the leaders, and shipped all their plunder back to the king in Damascus. The Aramean army was quite small, but God used them to wipe out Joah's large army. Their punishments for deserting God, the God of their ancestors. Arameans implemented God's judgment against Joash. They left Joash badly wounded, and his own servants finished him off. It was a palace conspiracy, avenging the mother of the son of Jehoiada, the priest. They killed him in his bed. Afterward, they buried him in the city of David, but he was not honored with a grave in the royal cemetery. The temple conspirators were Zabad, whose mother was Shimeth from Ammon, and Jehozabad, whose mother was Shimri from Moab. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins. The story of these of his sons, the many sermons preached to Joash, and the account of his repairs on the temple of God can be found contained in the commentary on the royal history. Amaziah, Joash's son, was the next king. King Amaziah. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king and reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Jehoadim from Jerusalem. He lived well before God, doing the right thing for the most part, but he wasn't wholeheartedly devoted to God. When he had the, affair, when he had the affairs of the kingdom well in hand, he executed the palace guard who had assassinated his father, the king but he didn't kill the sons of the assassins. He was mindful of what God commanded in the revelation of Moses, that parents shouldn't be executed for their children's sins, 
nor children for their parents. We each pay personally for our sins. Amaziah organized Judah and sorted out Judah and Benjamin by families and by military units. Men 20 years and older had to register. They ended up with 300,000 George capable of military service. In addition, he hired 100,000 soldiers from Israel in the north at a cost of about four and a half tons of silver. A holy man showed up and said, no, O king, don't let those northern Israelite soldiers into your army. God is not on their side, nor with any of the Ephraimites. Instead, you go by yourself and be strong. God and God only has the power to help or hurt your cause. But Amaziah said to the holy man, but what about all this money? These tons of silver I have already paid out to hire these men. God's help is worth far more to you than that, said the holy man. So Amaziah fired the soldiers he had hired from the north and sent them home. They were very angry at losing their jobs and went home seething. But Amaziah was optimistic. He led his troops into the Valley of Salt and killed 10,000 men of Seir. They took another 10,000 as prisoners, led them to the top of the rock and pushed them off, the, off a cliff. They all died in the fall, smashed on the rocks. But the troops Amaziah had dismissed from his army, angry over their lost opportunity for plunder, rampaged through the towns of Judah, all the way from Samaria to Beth Horon, killing 3,000 people and taking much plunder. On his return from the destruction of the, of the Edomites, Amaziah brought back the gods of the men of Seir and installed them as his own gods. Oh, um. Worshipping them and burning incense to them, that ignited God's anger. A fiery blast of God's wrath put into words by a God-sent prophet. What is this? Why on earth would you pray to inferior gods who couldn't so much as help their own people from you? God's weak, God's weaker than Amaziah. Amaziah interrupted him. Did I ask for your opinion? Shut up and get thrown out. Pride. <laughs> mm, okay, sorry. The prophet quit speaking, but not before he got in one last word. I have it on good authority. God has made up his mind to throw you out because of what you've done and because you wouldn't listen to me. One day, Amaziah sent envoys to, to Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, challenging him to a fight. Come and meet with me, I dare you. Let's have it out face to face. Jehoash, king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah. One day, a thistle in Lebanon sent word to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son in marriage. But then a wild animal of Lebanon passed by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. Just because you've defeated Edom in battle, you now think you're a big shot. Go ahead and be proud. 
pride, 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 Amaziah. But stay home. Why press your luck? Why bring defeat on yourself and Judah? <clears throat> Amaziah wouldn't take no for an answer. God had already decided to let Jehoash defeat him because he had defected to the gods of Edom. So Jehoash, king of Israel, came on ahead and confronted Amaziah, king of Judah. They met at Beth Shemesh, a town of Judah. Judah was thoroughly beaten by Israel. All the soldiers struggled home in defeat. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. But Jehoash didn't stop at that. He went on to attack Jerusalem. He demolished the wall of Jerusalem all the way from the Euphrates from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a stretch of about 600 feet. He looted the gold, silver, and furnishings, anything he found that was worth taking from both the palace and the temple of God. And for good measure, he took hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, continued as king 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. The rest of the life and times of Amaziah from start to finish is written in the royal annals of the kings of Judah and Israel. During those last days, after Amaziah had defected from God, they cooked up a plot against Amaziah in Jerusalem and he had to flee to Lashish. But they, but they tracked him down in Lashish and killed him there. They brought him back on horseback and buried him in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading of our Bible studies today. Once again, I'd like to thank the esteemed sister Marka for this great opportunity. Thank you, everyone, and have a prolific day. As I now hand over to the esteemed brother Martins for the affirmation and communion segment. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Estimbrother Emmanuel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to you, dear esteemed Maka, for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. Praise God. This morning, we'll be going into the affirmation. Affirmation is on the screen. We'll be affirming I walk in righteousness, I walk in love, I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I'll be making this affirmation five times this morning. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segment. And our text is taken from the book of First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. 
For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the bread will break this day, the communion of the body of Christ. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are the deliverer. You are the protector. And yes, except you watch at the city, the watchman and all day that watch, watch it to no avail. Except you build the city, the builder, build it to no avail. Lord, we thank you. For you have built us strongly in your word and you've watched over us. Never are we going to dash our foot against a stone. We walk tall, bold. As you said in your word, that the righteous shall be bold as a lion. We walk bold because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, we walk in righteousness. We walk in love. There is so much grace for us every day. We are filled with your grace. Thank you, Lord. We have overcome the world and its systems and its circumstances and its deceit. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After this manner, also he took the cup and he has stopped saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood. This day, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for this cup. Oh, I want you to look at the screen and affirm as you take the cup. I, de I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that my resources are multiplied this day. My finances are multiplied this day. My businesses are multiplied this day. My contacts, my clients, my customers are multiplied. My platforms are multiplied. They are neither short day or night. I am receiving deliveries of wealth from the nations daily. My light shines brighter and brighter and I go from glory to glory, heaping success upon success, victory upon victory, as I grow from strength to strength in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I give you all the praise. Go ahead and take the cup now. I grew from strength to strength. I heap victory upon victory, success upon success. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'll say a very big thank you to Esteem Stamaka for this great privilege, and thank you to all our amazing co-hosts. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to Esteem Pastor Deborah. Praise be God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning again, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you, esteemed co-host, for a beautiful time of fellowship. Glory to God. And today is the 15th of June, 2023. 
It's already the middle of June. Oh, how fast that is. Okay, so if it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, a special occasion you love for us to celebrate with you about, please quickly come to the chat room and let us know so we can celebrate with you. Praise the Lord. Also, if it's your first time of joining us and inspired by the word, we'd love to welcome you. Please come to the chat room. Let us know your full name, what state or city you are connected from, if you're connected from within Nigeria, if you're connected from outside Nigeria, let us know the name of the country and, of course, who invited you. Glory to God. All right. So Solomon says, today is my daughter's birthday, Sharon Grace Solomon. Happy, happy birthday to Sharon. Happy, happy birthday to her. Glory to God. Okay. Any more birthdays? Any more birthdays today? Any more birthdays today? Glory to God. Sister Makadze says, yesterday, it was my elder sister's birthday, Maria Siaka. She turned 59. Oh, amazing, amazing. Happy, happy birthday to Sister Maria. Glory to God. And the Borishade says, today is my sister's birthday. Happy, happy birthday to your sister. King Jadiel said, today is my elder brother's birthday. His name is Rachel Chris. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to him. Glory to God. All right. So, Sir Joy Ono says, today is my younger brother's birthday. His name is Ike Chuku. Happy, happy birthday to Ike Chuku. Happy birthday. Glory, 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 glory to God. Any more birthdays in the house? Any more birthdays? Oh, la santa ale mon shalabakte. Siga barade sota kela grando shaparadega. Eleno santa kela grando shkavizu frada. Saka tuze lemon gredistos kabaya. Manta kabalegere bosun toko frende kiko boshata. Latozi imbrahaste. Lord, we thank you for all our loved ones. Our children, our sisters, our brothers, our loved ones whose birthdays are today. We thank you for their lives, oh God. Ah, one that goes from glory to glory, from excellence to excellence, and beauty to beauty. Yes, hallelujah. They are in a place where they enjoy the unending love of God. Yes, they enjoy prosperity like never before. Yes, hallelujah. Their lives are beautified with your grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you. They are favored. And even in the current situations of the world, they glide above. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, they overcome the systems of this world. They overcome the economies and the economics of this world. They overcome the failed and failing principles of this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if there be anyone amongst our loved ones who's celebrating today, but is yet to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for that one today, that they are making the right decision on this special day of their life, making Jesus Christ and declaring him the Lord of their lives from this day forward. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' precious name we prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. I'm grateful. Over to you, Ma. Praise God. 
Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, and thank you to all the co-hosts for all the different segments. Thank you very much for blessing us even this day. Praise God. Um, I want to thank you all for joining today's devotion. Always a blessing to fellowship with the family. Praise God. Um, today is the 15th of June. So uh, halfway into the month. And uh, I want you to review your month. First and foremost, um, June as a calendar month um, is the sixth month of the year. and um that's halfway into 2023 and that means that you also want to review your year to see where you are at and um we want to remind ourselves that it was said to us that this is the year of the prolific church right and specifically that this is a year of the prolific you and at the beginning of the year we took out time to study prolific what it means to be prolific. Who remembers some of the things that we shared as prolific? Anyone who would want to share with us? What does it mean to be prolific? We shared a lot of that at the beginning of the year so that we don't lose focus as to what 2023 should be for us. And it is not too late to set your goals. It is not too late to revisit your goals if at all you abandon them. It is not too late to go after your big dreams. John 14 and verse 14 in the KJV translation, it says, if he asks anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 14 KJV. Then John 16, 24. KJVC, hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. You know, God wants you to be who you should be. God wants you to achieve success. God wants you prosperous. God wants you wealthy. So all your goals for the year, all your desires for the year, he said that he wants your joy to be full. He wants your joy to be full. He wants to see them come to pass. He really wants you to become everything that you desire. And much more in Ephesians, he says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what you ask, beyond what you imagine, beyond the goals that you have set for yourself. God wants to do much more than that. And you know, remember that if it came to your mind, that means it is possible. No unachievable dream comes into this world. I think Pastor said that in the in the book Recreating Your World. How many of you remember seeing that there? He said that there, and he said, no unachievable. That is, if it comes, if it came into this world, it is possible. So if you could think it, if you could imagine it, if you could dream it, it is actually possible. And sometimes, you know, your dreams 
might look so big and so bogus and it feels like will he ever come to pass i just want you at such moment to also look at the world that you live in are there people who have achieved things that that uh, are humanly unexplainable are there people who have achieved things that you see them and you wonder wow somebody did this if such people exist why shouldn't your story be the same why would you think it impossible that the God who is the monarch of the universe, who lives inside of you, cannot do more than that? Why? So scripture reference is John 14, 14 KJV and John 16, 24 KJV. So my brothers and my sisters, I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord. And I am, I am, I am aware that um, spiritually, this is a season where there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fierceness in the realm of the spirit. There's pressure in the realm of the spirit on many counts. God is pushing his agenda and the devil is pushing his agenda and he doesn't want you to succeed with that which you said you do for the Lord. So you have to be strong. The Bible spoke about David. He said, when David found no one to encourage him, the Bible says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So I say to somebody here today who may be feeling tired, feeling worn out, feeling overwhelmed, feeling pushed to the wall. I don't know how you are feeling, but however it is, encourage yourself in the Lord. And you see, encouraging yourself in the Lord is encouraging yourself in the word, no matter how it feels like. You see, sometimes you might even be in that space where maybe you want to even play the message and then you don't seem to have enough energy to sit down on a table to want to start writing, taking notes. Still play the message. One of the things that you can do this period, you know, is surround yourself with the with hearing the right things, no matter how you are feeling. You see, resist the temptation to respond and act and live your life based on your feelings. Trust me, there are times you will not feel like God is there. And that's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith and not by feelings and not by sensitive perception because God knows that your feelings will betray you. Your feelings will convince you that God is not there. Your feelings will convince you that it is not working. Your feelings will convince you that everything is against you. Your feelings will tell you that, man, it's as though the more you are praying, the thing is getting worse. That's your feeling. But what does the word of God say? Because faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. You may not feel it, but because the word says so, it says, it said, it said, ask and receive so that your joy may be full. So you have prayed about the matter. It doesn't seem like your answer has manifested. You have the faith that God told me that if I would act, he would answer and my joy would be full. So you tell yourself in faith, my joy is full. Like Jonah, Jonah in the belly of the fish. He was in the belly of the fish. The, the amazing thing about Jonah's prayer is that he prayed from the future. Jonah saw himself in the temple in Jerusalem and he prayed from the future. And he prayed as though he was sharing a testimony and says, oh, that time when I was in trouble, that time when I felt overwhelmed, that time when it seemed like God had forsaken me, I cried unto God. He's in the belly of the fish, oh. 
And he's saying in past tense, he said, I cried unto God. He said, God heard me. He said, oh, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in Jerusalem. I'm in the city of my God. My eyes are, you know, he was, he was talking. He was testifying. To, to Jonah, the matter was considered done. Jonah knew that, man, I'm out of the belly of this fish. So he did not consider where he was in the belly of the fish. He saw his future. What do you see? Refuse to consider where you are now. See that goal. See the finished work. See the finished you. See you that did a billion as tight. You say, Sister Maka, you are saying a billion as tight. Sister Maka, I've not done a million as tight. Sister Maka, I, I'm looking for 100,000 as I'm talking to you. You are talking about a billion. Can you like Jonah? What could be worse than being in the belly of the fish in the deep ocean? with no hope of salvation. And the funny thing is that the person that can save you is the person that carried you inside the fish mouth, inside the fish belly. Can you imagine? Say, if man, if man troubles you, God will deliver you. Then this one, now it was God that caused the fish to swallow Jonah. So Jonah was in trouble, not from man, but from God. He's not supposed to have hope. He's not supposed to have hope because it's God that is against him. But he believed, he believed that he could appeal to a God that is merciful. The Bible says God is good. He said he's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. Maybe the thing that you are going through, you cost it upon yourself. God is that merciful to still deliver you. He says, Tamaka, this one is my fault. God will still deliver you. He takes that much responsibility for you that even when you put yourself in trouble, he can get you out of that trouble. There is nothing that's too much for him. And you must hope in the Lord. You must not allow your faith car, no matter what. See, brothers and sisters, I came to a point where if I didn't know what to say, I'm just speaking in tongues. I don't want to allow my mind to think the wrong thoughts. So I'm talking, I'm speaking in tongues. Ah, you must fight this fight of faith. When it looks like it's impossible, and you see, I always tell you that the closer it is to morning, the darker it is at night. Have you observed it? Wake up in the night. You will discover that between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., when it begins to dawn, that's the darkest part of the night. It's darker than the 9 p.m. It's darker than the 12 a.m. The closer your morning, the darker it may look, but don't give up. Let it be your assurance that it is closer than when I first believed. It is closer than when I first believed. I won't give up. I would have a prolific 2023. I will see my dreams come to pass. I will see God's word fulfilled in my life. I will see every word of prophecy spoken concerning me fulfilled. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Sister, encourage yourself in the Lord. Brother, encourage yourself in the Lord. You are not alone. We may not understand what you are going through, but God understands and he does not abandon you. He said, I would never leave you. Hebrews 13 and verse five, read it in the tra Amplified Classic Translation. He said it again, again, I will never, I will never, I will never. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he meant what he said because God says what he means and means what he says. You can bank on God. He believes in you. He loves you so much. He's not giving up on you. So don't give up on yourself. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give an offering concerning the nations of the world. Today, we give an offering concerning London. 
We give an offering concerning nations that are tied by organizations. All of those ones who are affiliated with the World Economic Forum, with the United Nations, who have been influenced in the wrong direction because they believed in a system that they felt was hope for their countries. Father, we thank you. By this offering today, we release them from satanic bondage. We release them from the bondage of men who run the devil's agenda. And we declare that they are free to serve you. They are free to be all that you plan for them to be, to enjoy your goodness on the earth their leaders and their people. Oh, thank you, Father. It is so in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, ensure that you have a great day. If the devil is talking to you, talk back at him. You don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. If he's telling you, oh, you messed up, you say, ah, I messed up. But that's why Jesus Christ came. If I, could, if I could do it on my own, Jesus would not have come. Yes, I messed up. He paid for past, present, and future mess, um, uh, all the messes, all the errors, all the mistakes, all the sins, all the wrongdoings. He paid for it. See, anything that the devil tells you, that's why you have to know the word for yourself. There's an answer for him in the word. Did you realize that even when the devil was quoting scriptures for Jesus, it was still the word of God that Jesus used against him. It was still it. So any accusation that he throws at you, re respond to him. You, and then at some point, you can cast him out, right? I'm just saying that if you're dealing with your mind, talk to your mind. If you're dealing with the devil, cast him out. Cast him out. Deal with those thoughts. And be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He didn't say be strong with your own strength. He said be strong in the Lord. If you could do it on your own, he would not tell you to be strong in the Lord. You are supposed to be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. Because on your own, you will not be able to do it. On your own, you will give up. On your own, you will get weary. On your own, you will be weak. That's why Paul said, even in weakness, we are made strong. Why? Because he was strong in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, fight. Fight and be strong. Be strong. We are closer than when we believed. We are closer than the times when we spoke about the things that we do. Brothers and sisters, I can tell you. I can tell you. We will do the billions. I tell you, we will do it. And then that time we come and the billions will look like but a small thing. And then we'll be going for the trillions. We'll make a mess of money in this world. We'll make a mess of the children of the devil. Those who drive his agenda. We will let them know that the seed of Abraham is the wealthiest, the richest, the the most influential, the biggest, and the greatest, as long as this world exists, because God willed the world to the seed of Abraham. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. See the pictures of God for you. That's why you must know scriptures. Use the word of God to talk to yourself and then speak in tongues. When it seems like there's so much in your mind, when it seems like your thoughts are clouded, just be speaking in tongues. With the tongues, you can subdue the mind because the mind operates based on calculations, based on what it can imagine. But when you speak in tongues, it bypasses your mind, it gets into your spirit. And when your spirit gains the, gains the ascendancy, your mind is subdued. Glory to God forevermore. We've come to the end of today's devotion and I want to thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and God bless you. Let us unmute our mics as we share the benediction.
and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, leads to the truth of the Holy Spirit. 